What's going on, guys? Welcome back to The Inner Athlete. This is episode number 30. And I'm actually really excited that the topic that I chose today goes really much in line with my feelings about hitting episode number 30. As I was reflecting and, and just looking at where I was at in my podcast, I remembered the week that I decided to start this because I had been thinking about starting a podcast for months and kept waiting for the right time, waiting to find the right platform, deciding on if I was going to invest in podcasting equipment and all these other thoughts that went on before I actually decided just to start diving in because I knew that I wanted to create a platform to be able to just sped, spread some inspiration and education for you guys, but just hadn't ever really found the right time and or the right resources. And then finally, one day I realized I have everything I need. I just have to jump in and start. And when I was reflecting on, wow, I'm already 30 episodes in, I've stuck to my commitment from day one, which was one episode a week. And I'm looking forward to hopefully being able to put out two or three episodes a week as my time starts to be used more so um, for creating more content and stuff like that for you guys. But today's episode is really much in line with my feelings on hitting episode number 30 today. And I can't wait to see where I'm going to be at when I hit episode number 50. Today's episode is going to be talking about quitting, uh, the concept behind it, the way we beat ourselves up about it, and how actually it might be the right thing sometimes, and how to know that we are choosing the right thing to quit. And it really just resonated with me to talk about this today because I know it's probably one of the biggest limiting factors in anybody ever reaching their full potential. They quit as soon as things get difficult. And so hopefully today I'm going to inspire you guys with giving you guys a little bit of an education, maybe a different way to look at quitting. That's going to help you see it not as a weakness, but maybe a way that you can channel it into other things and create strength. So that's the goal of today's episode. Now, first and foremost, if you do get value out of today's episode, I want to know about it. So make sure that you shoot me a DM. If you are getting value out of this episode and you care enough to support me, please share it in your Instagram stories. Hit a screenshot of it. Post it on your Instagram stories so that I know that you're listening so that other listeners out there that listen to podcasts can find my episodes too and help me grow my subscription here. Because as I said, I do this for one purpose, creating education and inspiration for you guys. That's all I really want to do. And the more people I can reach that way, the better my impact is in this world. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get rolling. Now, I'm telling you right now, today's episode is taking place in a very pivotal moment for me because... Today's episode is taking place the week of the very first open workout of the 2021 CrossFit game season. And it is going to be my 11th time uh, completing the open. And I'm going to be honest, it's been in my heart and in my thoughts is as to if I even really want to pursue the open this year. And if it is worth quitting or if it's something that I do truly want to continue on with. And I'm even looking at today's episode as I'm giving you guys feedback to also give feedback to myself as to where I'm at in my life and my journey and what is actually bringing value to me and what might not be. So hopefully this one will hit home for you guys because I know it's hitting home for me right now. Um, but let's just kind of start off by talking about the topic of the day, how to stop quitting the wrong things and how to start quitting the right things. And that sounds kind of like what is the word I'm looking for? An oxymoron? And maybe it is, but there is truth to both of those things, that there are some things in our life that we often have to quit so we can do the things that we need to do. And there's also things that we are quitting too quickly that are going to bring us to where we want to get to. And the goal of today's episode is to troubleshoot those two things. Before I get started and breaking this down, what really got me thinking about this is 
I'm going to be honest. I'm going to do the opposite of what most uh, coaches are going to tell you out there. And I'm going to talk to you about my unsuccessful clients. I wish I could say that every single person that I work with is 100% successful, that they leave me feeling empowered with the right tools, the right education, and they've, re they've reached their goals. They're, they're smooth sailing, but I don't have to worry about them. But I'm going to tell you honestly that uh, probably about 30%, give or take, I don't, don't even say, take that as actually, I don't even want to give you a statistic because it might not even be that much and it could be way more. Um, you know, but I do get some clients that just don't get it and they just don't catch on. And I feel like there are common traits amongst all of them. And even though they might be expressed in different ways and they might come out in different reasons or excuses, they're all kind of these same underarching characteristics and or even beliefs. And so I'm going to keep this pretty specific on those of you guys out there that are looking to hopefully live a, live your best life, looking good, feeling good, um, feeling successful in the gym, you know, having good balance of healthy nutrition along with social living that allows you to be mindful and moderate. But let's talk about these unsuccessful clients. Now, one of the characteristics I find with these unsuccessful clients is that they're usually stuck in previous beliefs or behaviors. Uh, you know, whether it's they're on this chronic yo-yo of dieting, of trying different things and never seeing results, they jump to the next thing. They're never very consistent with anything. And it also parallels very well into their life, that their life might often be very inconsistent or kind of like pieced together, not a lot of thought put into a planning piece of it. Um, but they, they, they tend to be very stuck in their, their specific ways or their specific beliefs. And they're not really sure what they need to do to change them. And they're almost trying to navigate around changing them. They're looking for an excuse why that's not what has to change, that something else has to change. So for instance, let me just bring up um, the scenario that just kind of popped in my head without even thinking about it was uh, the, the person that's constantly trying to lose weight and they keep going towards a low carb diet and they'll, they'll typically see good results for the first couple of weeks, but when it stalls out, they don't really know why it stalled out and they don't really know what to do. Now this person, rather than figuring out why they cannot eat carbohydrates and keep moderation in check and, or actually feel satisfied on the amount that they need is instead just trying to eliminate the problem. So rather than, or I'm sorry, eliminate the symptom, not the problem, rather than identifying the problem, which is why are you overeating these foods? What is causing that issue? Is it a lack of knowledge? Is it a lack of nutrients? Is it a lack of awareness? Are you using those foods for different reasons? They're just going to eliminate the, the, the symptom. So imagine you go to a doctor and you tell the doctor you're really sick. And rather than figuring out what's wrong with you, he just gives you medication and he's just treating the symptom. You could have five or six different problems that are causing that symptom, but he's not even going to look at those things. He's just going to tell you, put this bandaid on and I'll see you next week. That's one of the issues that happens with my unsuccessful clients. Another trait that I find or characteristic, and, I, and I'm going to be honest, I'm putting myself in the same boat as well. Uh, I don't want you guys to think that I'm not putting myself here because whether I've been in your shoes before or I might be in these same shoes in other areas of my life, I understand and resonate with these. So another one is they tend to be multitaskers and they're not very mindful. So rather than actually taking the time, you know, when they start something new to actually map out a plan, kind of like look at the details of it, what it's going to entail, they just either kind of go in, but they kind of half-ass things. They don't really 
you know, actually think about things and they're often doing it while doing other things. You know, typically they're like meal prepping while they're like talking to their boss and they're doing that. Now, I know that sometimes I'm notorious for multitasking, but I'm going to be honest, it is very difficult to put your full effort into one thing when you're doing multiple things at once. And it is okay that they end up balancing out over the time, but you're actually, it's been shown that you're way more successful and productive if you focus on one thing. But this is a common trait and it often leads to why people, especially in their nutrition, are overeating because they're constantly trying to eat while they're doing other things. They don't have time to sit down and journal their food because they're trying to eat while they're in their car or they're talking to Joe Schmo or they're like grabbing stuff out of the out of the you know snack jar at work, whatever it is. They're never actually sitting and thinking about food. And the excuse you're going to get is I'm just too busy. Well, we'll navigate that later. Uh, another one is, is the, the mindset of like, they're given a task, but rather than just taking action, they wait, they wait, like, I'll get to that. And they don't understand the urgency that needs to take place in their actions to get them going further. And I can understand this in 100% full transparency. This is me 90% of my time. I have to be very mindful that I have to take action when actions need to be taken. And the best way that I've nav navigated that, I'm not going to put a plug in here right now for coaching, but I will later on is I have coaches. You know, I have a financial advisor that helps me do the things that I will avoid doing. I, I don't like dealing with the financial aspect of, of business and stuff like that. He gives me tasks every single week. And I can tell you right now, if he wasn't telling me them, I probably wouldn't get paid half the time because I just forget about it. I'd rather be coaching. I'd rather be doing my training. I'd rather be doing other things. And so having somebody keep me accountable that I check in with every single week on Friday at 1030 AM helps me make sure that I'm getting those things done. Even with this podcast, like I said, I had, I had a mentor and he's like, you want to start a podcast? Okay, good. Your homework assignment this week is to get your podcast started. And I said, okay. And I just jumped in and I went for it. Didn't think about it. Just went for it. I think another big uh, issue with my unsuccessful clients is the unrealistic expectations that are coupled with impatience. And I kind of put those together, but I'll kind of break down each of them separately is impatience, meaning um, they kind of expect that when they start to do this, that that is going to happen instantaneously. And it doesn't, you know, for instance, I'm, I'm still working on growing my podcast. I don't do a huge job of promoting it. I make one post a week. Um, and I know that the growth is going to be slow and organic and that's okay. The only place I really plug it is by telling you guys to share it, you know, but I'm not going to just give up on my goal of reaching more people by not doing it. I'm going to do what I can and understand that like it's going to grow regardless. If I look at my, I really don't do good at looking at metrics and any of this stuff, which is something that I'm working on um, is, is I'm looking at my growth and I'm starting to see which episodes people are resonating with the most because I'm getting the most listener to those. So looking at that stuff, but not being impatient with it, you know, and this goes with any of your journeys, especially with fat loss is it takes time. You know, I think people have really unrealistic expectations because of what the dieting industry is teaching you about what realistic expectations should look like. You know, losing 20 pounds in a month is not realistic unless it's not sustainable, meaning you're likely losing water, other things. The second you start eating normally again, you're going to put that weight back on. So, and then that's where the unrealistic expectations come in is, is just really looking at your journey, what you want to achieve and trying to find a way to map out more of a realistic plan with benchmarks along the way, know the goal, but know that there's places to set yourself up for success by measuring your progress along the way, not just on reaching that goal. 
So if you are tired of quitting, this episode is hopefully going to give you some inspiration as to how to navigate things the right way. And we're already 12 minutes in. So if you're still listening, hopefully I've got your attention. Um, So let's start to talk about taking a step back and looking at what we're actually trying to do here. What, what is that we're doing that we're quitting all the time? Okay. So what are you starting and why are you starting it? And I'm going to leave the example of, I want to lose weight. Let's just say specifically, I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to see abs. Um, I want to see the results of all of my hard work in the gym. You know, if that's you, great, this is you. Um, and it could be anything. So go ahead and insert, you know, go ahead and think in your mind of what is one thing that you've been looking to achieve that you haven't quite achieved yet because you keep quitting before, before you get there. Why do you actually want it? Okay. It needs to be deeper than, you know, I want to see myself look good in a picture. It's got to be deeper than, you know, the, the perception of what other people think about you. There's something bigger in there that you need to dig out. And, and for some of you guys, it might be health related. Maybe you do have 50, 75, 100 pounds to lose, but there's got to be a driving reason that's going to get you there. You know, so if I think back and this is a good exercise I did back in therapy years ago, and they called it like the downward spiral. And it's basically like, you know, you start off by thinking of a behavior that you do, like, why do I undereat? So why did I undereat? And you know, the reason was because I was afraid of getting fat. That was far from the truth, but that was what the surface would look like, right? I was afraid of putting on weight. Um, What did that mean about me? Why did I, why was I afraid of that? Because I was afraid of acceptance. Why was I afraid of acceptance? Because if nobody loved me, I'd be alone. And it became this downward spiral of understanding what was driving that behavior. And if you can figure that out, You can now have some fire to drive the right thing for you, which is purpose and reason for what you're doing. So what are you looking for? Why are you doing it? Now, the next step is what is your timeline and what is your plan? Okay. You've got 20 pounds to lose. Do you know what it looks like realistically for you to lose 20 pounds? There are a lot of things you're going to need to navigate with that. What does your current lifestyle look like? What level of commitment can you uphold to? What are your current habits like? What are all of these things that are going to take into consideration? You know, somebody that's pretty much just looking to dial in a few macros is going to look very different than somebody that doesn't even know what a macro or a micro is, nor do they even know what a protein is. So like all of those things are very different. That person's going to be in a very different place. And then what is your plan of attack? Guys, this is where knowing the purpose of what you're doing, especially with dietary protocols, is so important. You don't need a low-carb diet to lose weight. You don't need intermittent fasting to lose weight. Those are advanced strategies with different, under, or different, what's the word I'm looking for, different applications based on a specific need of that individual. So a person on a low-carb diet typically doesn't tolerate carbohydrates well. It's not meaning that because you're overweight, you can't tolerate carbohydrates well. I'm looking at insulin sensitivity and things like that, hormone dysfunctions. Those are other reasons why maybe you might need a low carb diet, sedentary lifestyles, you know, but is that you need a low carb diet or do you just need to move more? And, you know, what is your plan? That low carb diet, how is that going to work for you if you enjoy eating carbohydrates? You know, what is the reason? Why are you doing it? What's your plan? And then also, how does your current plan align with your current lifestyle and your current values. So if you are, if your cultural food is primarily made up of rice, beans, and tortillas, 
and you're going on a ketogenic diet, how does that really line up with your family life? What kind of a limitation is that going to put in your relationships? Now, I do know that there is going to be a level of self-control that comes into play with getting your results, but it's really important to look at the long-term sustainability of what you're doing. Because as I go into the next part, the work you do to achieve your goal does not change once you reach it. It becomes less taxing. It becomes less of a push. But the tools are going to be the same. The the goal of your plan is something that you should be able to see yourself doing in six months, nine months, six years, nine years. The only thing that will change is your level of structure and your level of accountability. Because if you don't have a specific goal, when you're maintaining something, it's a little bit easier. Arguably. <laughs> I've been trying to make sure I keep my weight just where it's at right now. And I will tell you, it's it's often a battle because you do fight those demons in your head, you know? So but that's a little bit of a tangent for you guys. I'm going to flip my page over. All right. So now we've kind of identified, you know, what it is you're trying to start, why you're trying to start it, how you're going to go about it, looking at your timeline. Why do we quit? Why do people give up? They have a why, they have a plan, they have a reason. What makes them quit? What makes them stop? Well, the first thing I'm going to ask you is, did you even start? Okay, so I'm going to go back to my talk about my unsuccessful clients. Nine times out of 10, that person has not actually even started to apply one thing that I started with. Or maybe they applied one thing, but it's the least important thing. You know, so just giving you an example of what the first week of coaching looks like with me. You're going to start by taking a daily weight. You're going to start by weighing and tracking all of your food so I can get an accurate food journal from you. And you're going to try and take a look at your protein number to make sure that you're close to the one that I set for you. That's it. For some people, that might even be more than I give them. But that's the majority of people. I like people to be conscious of how much protein they're getting in. And I like to get an idea of how many calories a person takes in when they're not thinking about losing weight. I also like to see what happens with their weight fluctuating from day to day based on what they eat. And I look at their eating habits, how often they're eating out. If a person doesn't even start with that and they've already quit, they haven't even started. That's step number one for me. So when you're thinking about quitting, ask yourself if you've even started. Started is not just one day. Started is actually putting the work in for seven days. That's a good start, okay? In reality, I think the first four weeks is a start. None of my clients have been a month or less because I don't believe in a 30-day fix. It takes six, probably three to six months for somebody with, with less than 15 pounds to lose. Anything upwards of that, you're looking for a long-term relationship. I'm not looking to throw you guys out. I want to keep you guys in the circle, and I want you guys to feel successful. So, all right, let's just say you did start. Why do you quit? You're weekend. Here's usually what happens. These are a list of things that I will normally find that happens. One of them is relying on motivation. So a person is relying solely on their motivation to drive them to keep making changes. Guys, motivation dwindles. You know, the weight loss is going to plateau. You ride that cortisol high or whatever it might be. I'm sorry, not a cortisol high, but you ride that high. Can you tell I'm on a cortisol high? (laughs) Just kidding. You guys are probably like, I don't even know what a cortisol high is. Tangent. But you're riding that high, right? You're just riding that like, oh man, the weight's going down. Then all of a sudden the weight stalls. And you're like, well, I'm putting all this work in and the scale's not moving. So I'm going to abandon ship. They don't realize that they're focusing on something that they can't control. They've got to stay strong and stay steady and stay moving. 
usually will motivation will come and go, but you have to really rely on your commitment and your dedication to your goal, not on the motivation because it's going to go away. Another one is, is the difficulty. They are not, they're in a place where maybe they are, you know, getting cravings or getting hunger. Um, they're feeling a little bit overwhelmed and they just, they just feel like giving up and they quit. Uh, you know, and, and I will tell you that this is sometimes an okay scenario to quit. A lot of times it usually just requires a person to maybe take it a little bit slower. Once again, going back to one of the biggest reasons why my clients are unsuccessful is they're just not being mindful. So maybe taking a little bit more time to focus on what you want, because at the end of the day, if this is something that you want, you should be making it a priority. And if it's not a priority at some, at some level in your brain, you're never going to get to the results that you want. I already mentioned unrealistic expectations and impatience when I talked about my unsuccessful dieters, but those are one of the two reasons why they quit. It is. They, they get impatient. They don't, they don't see what they thought they were going to see. They expected something different, so they give up. And I, and I wish I could tell them it's going to happen any other way, but it's not. You know, most of the time when I have an unsuccessful client leave me, I, I don't want to say that I'm the only person that's going to drive success, but they're going to have the exact same problem with every other coach they try or every other plan that they try until they are willing to change or a different coach resonates with them enough to get them to change. I think another one is, um, this is a big one, is underestimating the necessity of change. So meaning they underestimate what it's going to require of them to see those results. So if somebody is eating out all the time because they're always busy, they don't have time to meal prep, and they're relying solely on prepackaged foods, they're going to have to change that. And that's going to have to be their priority in the beginning. But that's not going to come easily. It's going to require work. It's going to require estimate or uh, effort. And they're underestimating the importance of those things. They underestimate the importance of, you know, understanding food quality and quantity. Maybe they're only focused on one or the other. There's there's just so many things they end up underestimating in their journey, underestimating the importance of their lifestyle, their sleep, their stress. And they don't take the time to dial those things in. I think also another one is they overestimate the ease of change. So on the opposite end of that, those things that they thought were going to be so easy aren't as easy when they actually go to try and change them. And then that becomes a stressor. They don't realize how difficult it's going to be. And they're like, man, this is a lot of work. I don't want to do this. They want to take the easy way. It's not that easy. Guys, change takes hard. It, or change is hard. I remember when I first made changes, it was very difficult. Like I started not eating or I started off, you know, eating literally like rice aroni and macaroni and cheese and pizza and checkers burgers. And I wasn't working out and I was sleeping till noon. I was a college kid and I was you know, just had to make changes. I, I had to wake up and I had to start, you know, prioritizing it, you know, but that's got to happen. You, you have to understand there's going to be some hard work. Now, hopefully, you know, if you're working with a coach that's giving you specific tools, the level of entry is not as difficult as you think it's going to be. It's giving you one or two things to focus on that are going to push you, but not too hard. I think another one is, uh, this is a big one, uh, lack of accountability. So people think that they're really good at holding themselves accountable. And I'm going to tell you right now, it doesn't work for me and it never has. I have to have somebody else hold me accountable. And I know the power of that. And I know that that can be a, a huge investment for a lot of people, 
But that's honestly why I started my group program, because I know the power of accountability. I know the power of community. This is a big one too. And it's going into my next ones is, uh, oh man, these, these two go kind of coupled together is another reason for quitting is that shiny object syndrome. So you see so-and-so lost 15 pounds doing this diet. So you decide that you should do that same diet. Um, or you get distracted by something else and you're going to jump to something else. Guys, that's taking you away from committing to what you need to do. So you have to stay strong and committed even when you see something that is looking like it might be the out. If you stay committed, you will see results. And that goes hand in hand with comparison. Comparing yourself to what others are doing, comparing yourself to the success of others, comparing your results to somebody else, wondering why yours aren't happening fast enough. And it usually makes you feel depressed, so you decide to quit. So those are kind of like my main reasons for quitting. So now... Knowing all of those reasons for why we quit, how do we actually stop quitting and start to actually do the right things for ourselves? I think it comes down to us quitting things that we don't want to. It it becomes quitting things like hanging up on past experiences or things that have happened in the past that you think are going to be the right thing. If it didn't work for you in the fa- in the past, it's probably not going to work for you now. And if it broke you in the past, it's probably going to break you again. It's also knowing to let go of the past beliefs you have about yourself, that every time you quit, you always do that same thing. And and trying to hold on to the fact that we all have the same future ahead of us. We don't know what it's going to look like. You're mapping that out yourself. You're writing the future right now. It's still a blank slate. So knowing that, um, letting go of the expectations and the comparison game, you know, putting away what you expect to happen and just focusing on the work and doing it and being proud and measuring your success on that and letting the results come as they come. And then hopefully you have a good coach or a good plan that is helping you to adjust things as they stall out. You know, I'm, I'm not going to tell a person just to go blindly. If they're not seeing results, I'm going to be making the changes needed to get them to see those results. But it does require them to put away the expectations of how fast those results are going to be. And that's on me to educate them on that. Another one is getting rid of excuses. Guys, we've got to stop the excuses. I could give you 5 million excuses about why I shouldn't do something and one reason how I can do it. If you're too busy to meal prep, buy pre-made foods that are easy for you to eyeball. Keep it simple. There's things that you can do that make it easy for you. But if you're always looking for the perfect game, which is the next one, um, you're never going to get anywhere. So you've got to put away the excuse that you're too busy and make time. We all have the same 24 hours in our day. And I'm going to tell you right now, I know that there's too many people out there that spend entirely too much time on social media, scrolling through there when they could be actually doing something that's going to benefit them in a better way. So find a way to better yourself, fill your life with things that are going to build you and make you feel better. Put the, put the phone away, go ahead and start doing some meal prep, do those things that you need for you. Maybe, maybe it is taking some of the priorities that you think you need to do and realizing that your priority right now is getting yourself into a better place health-wise and body composition-wise because that's going to make you feel better. And then another one is just letting go of the expectation of perfection and waiting for the perfect time. So don't wait until everything is smooth. Start when things are rocky, because guess what? Along your life, things are going to get rocky again. And it doesn't mean you have to be perfect. It doesn't mean you have to see perfect progress. But every little step you make is going to change you. Guys, those rocky times are the make or break times. 
Those are the times that keep making you quit. If you can learn how to navigate those, you now have the tool to overcome your biggest weakness. So act when things are not perfect. Make sure that you're making those changes when you think that it's not the right time. How can you learn how to get through an obstacle? That's where you get the most growth. Now, I know quitting none of those things is very easy. It takes a lot of time, a lot of practice. And the best way to quit those things is to just start and keep going even when those thoughts come up. Whenever you feel that pull to do something else, to give up, to tell yourself, it's okay if it's not perfect, but I'm going to keep going on. It's okay that I'm not seeing results as fast as I like to, but I'm going to trust that what I'm doing is going to work. You've got to give full commitment into yourself and into your goals in order for you to see the progress you need to be made. Now, as I was kind of starting to talk about in the beginning of this podcast is that sometimes it's important to know that we often do need to quit things, that there are often things in our life that we're holding on to that might not be bringing us value and they might actually be pulling us away from something that could bring us more value. And it's something that I've really been thinking about a lot right now in my own athletic career. I've been training and coaching and and competing in CrossFit for, this is going to be my 11th year. And it's hard for me to give up competing. And I still don't know that I'm full-heartedly invested in that. I did open 20.1 or 21.1. You know, I want to do the open season. And I'm going to be honest with you. I have also felt, you know, a lot of insecurity right now because I have been very tired. My training has not been as ideal. And I don't want to make the excuses as to why my training isn't going well, because the excuse is really that I'm kind of being in a a place and being pulled somewhere else. And that it's not that I'm quitting competitively or competing. It's that I'm starting something else and that I'm going to have to let go of the expectations I have on myself in my competitive athletic career. And because I'm trying to do something greater and that my purpose is bigger than how fast I can do wall climbs. And I know that if you watched my Instagram video the other day, you saw me talk about that, but here's how I'm looking to measure those things up. And maybe you can think about this in your own life. If you're holding on to something that you just don't want to get rid of. And, and for some of you, it might be, if you're looking at your fat loss journey, maybe it is quitting the the social eating out all the time or quitting, you know, the, you know, program hopping or quitting those things. Here's what I'm going to tell you is, or even quitting a diet. Maybe you are starting a low carb diet. One of the things I'm looking at to reflect on in my own journey is when it's time to quit, it's usually when something is no longer serving me and bringing me value. It's not bringing value to my life. It it actually might be actually holding me back from creating more value in my life. So if something is no longer serving me in a positive way, it's time to let it go. Now, with that being said, I understand that social eating is also a positive, right? But is it the eating that's positive or is it socializing that's positive? So it might just be quitting the act of having to eat to get socially invested with your friends. Um, But I'm going to keep this focused on me because I don't want you guys to think that I'm taking myself out of the equation. So if competing is no longer serving me the way that it was five or six years ago, then maybe I do need to give it up. Maybe I do need to channel my athleticism into something else. Maybe it doesn't mean that I can't still compete, but I need to be okay with competition happening on the back end of what I really want, which is to create more value in this world. Um, Another thing to realize is that it's sometimes it's time to quit something when it's leaving you feeling guilty. Now, this can go into the first comment I made about social eating is if you go out to eat and you're overindulging and you have this sense of guilt inside, whether it's 
If you don't eat it, you're going to feel guilty. But if you eat it, you're going to feel guilty. If you're left thinking about it for days, if you're left taking action in the wrong way for days, it might be time to give that up. If it's not serving you the way you want it to anymore, it might be an opportunity for you to say, hey, this isn't working for me anymore. I want to try something different. And I've already kind of said this, but maybe it's holding you back. You know, maybe, maybe you trying to hold on to this thing is, is stopping you from seeing what you're actually capable of, whether it's even taking it away for a short period of time and allowing yourself to go full in on something else. You might find that you're way more successful that way. So kind of evaluating yourself on those three things, guys, this is why what I offer is, is coaching in a way that you're going to get a way to actually control your results from a progress standpoint from a mindset standpoint, from a habit standpoint, I know everybody's goals out there. I know what you guys want. I know I know it's not easy to invest in a coach. I know it's not easy to report to somebody and and feel bad about giving up before you even started. I know all of that stuff. But I also know that what I want for all of you is to know that you guys can take complete control over everything you want. And so the purpose of today's podcast was to really get you guys to understand that in order for you to quit quitting, you have to take control of what you're doing. And that does require you guys to understand that you have to act despite thoughts, despite emotions, despite being pulled, despite all of those things. And that's not an easy thing to achieve. But if you're tired of quitting and you're honestly in a place of like, I'm ready to give this my full effort, try this today. Think about what you want. Think about what's holding you back. Think about the plan that you're going to take to reach it. See how it fits into your life. What do you have to change? What level of commitment is that going to require of you? What's going to be your struggles? And then once you figure out all those things, get started. Don't wait till the perfect day. Start today. Happy Monday, crew.